What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, traders and investors out there. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep, the number one show to get your morning started right here. Today, we got another great show for you. Of course, it's all about the CPI. Today, we'll be on top of it. We'll give you the expectations the previous month, and we'll definitely be watching towards the tape as it hits, and we'll get the reactions in. We'll talk a little bit about Three Arrows Capital Unity announcing merger agreement. Also, some more news in Unity. Uh, fast and all, we'll talk about Delta Airlines. Twitter saga continues. Stitch Fix Insider Buy. And we got Michael Houston, Chief Market Analyst at CMC Markets. Welcome to the show, guys. Pre market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's bring on the guys, Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. Let's take sup, a look what sup, happened sup, in the overnight sup. action. Sup, sup, sup. Ooh, the old mute trick. The old Joel. mute trick, Joel. He hasn't done that for a while. The old mute, my He's friend. He's still muting. The creeper rally is what I was oh, saying. There he is. Up the 13 creeper. and a quarter handles that. That little bounce uh, that we got at the end of the day, we're getting a follow-through. The shorts maybe just wiggling out here ahead of the big CPI report. Not much to report on the upside because of that crazy rally we had to start the day yesterday, all the way up to 76.50. That's your next daily high. Uh, crude, we did trade in the 93 handle, 93.67, but now we're up 35 cents at 96.19. Gold up 240 at uh, 1727.20. Uh, what else do you have? Silver, man, that can't even rally. That's still in the uh, 18 handle. That's down a few pennies here. Uh, Bitcoin, that's up 460 at 19.775. And you got a support level there that will it hold or not? We'll see. And uh, Ethereum futures, uh, they are in the green as well. Just little bit more on a percentage basis they're up forty dollars and fifty cents at one thousand and seventy eight so triple d is that you out there trying to wiggle out of some shorts ahead of the report that's what's happening here um you're seeing a little bit of like okay let's cover shorts before the cpi just in case because shorts have been rewarded for the last two days obviously s&p trading up or spy trading up over 390 losing 100 handles Two days before the report. So I think you got a few nervous shorts this morning that's saying, you know what, let's lock these gains in. Let's get neutral just in case, you know, this number isn't as hot, just in case the market expectations, you know, to it might be different than what we're predicting. So 
that's what I anticipate, you know, um, is happening here at this moment. A lot of jockeying for the next 26 minutes. But all that is going to matter today is that actual CPI number money. Mitch, can you preview this for us? Of course. Let's dive on in. I'm going to give you guys everything here. And you'll also see on the bottom the June uh, kind of numbers, expectations here. I'll run through it. For uh, June overall, year over year, it's 8.8. That's the expectation. Previous month was 8.6. So what we're going to be watching, does it come in hotter than that 8.8? Does it come in lower? When we look at the important number, at least what you're hearing out there is the important one, is the core CPI June year over year. That's expected to actually come in at 5.8 expected. And this was previously at 6%. So I think this is the important. This is actually showing a slight tick down in the core CPI number. Then when we get to CPI June, month over month, it's a 1.1 expectation. Previous was at 1%. So just a slight tick up. Core CPI is actually expected for June, month over month at 0.6. And then previously it was at 0.6. So this is interesting that the year over year is expected to tick down But the core CPI for June is actually expected to kind of stay the same here on the expectation from the previous month. The market, and obviously, you know, they said that's unconfirmed leaks, but, you know, it's been leaking the last couple of days. They're thinking the number's hot. So, you know, rumors are nine handle. I didn't hear 10 handle, Mike. 10 handle would be an implosion in the market. Um, I think if you even see a nine handle, I think the market's going down. ML asking great question with the, you know, the recent sell-off. Isn't a lot of it priced in? I I think still the market wants to see, I'm going to say it again, that the Fed's plan is working and that we're paying the price by having these higher interest rates. We've got to start seeing results sometime soon. If we don't see at least some results, you know, and I think, at least come in at expectations. Don't start going hot again. So I think we need to come in under 8.8. We, if we come in 8.1, 8.2, I think the market can rally. We come in, in above 9, I think the market sells off hard. So I don't think you can price it in ahead of time. I think there's some nervous Nellies that are covering here into this. Obviously, the market's sold off. I have no idea now. I was going to come in long to this. But because of, you know, the expectations and because of everything, I'm market neutral. So this is just a coin flip here. I don't know what to think. I know eventually these numbers are coming in, but I don't know if it's going to be this month. This or month next or month. next. I, I, I yeah. think, I don't know, and I'll go back to the silver lining. I mean, I've run through the commodity prices. I mean, there, there's, there's no doubt that you can say the commodity prices have come down since uh since their june peaks we did this exercise before but if uh you know we talk about june 13th let's say they take it the first two weeks of june huh, crude you know up near the highs of the move let's just run down even you know the grains up corn you look at that june 13th seven a bushel now six a bushel uh yeah. wheat i mean they, they've come down so my expectation is that if it does come in hot you know, then I I, th- I think they buy the dip. I really do. I just don't think we're gonna. I hope get you're killed. right. Yeah, that's what I think because they gotta. You know, it's it. That talk is with Blue. We'll talk to yeah. Talk with Blue about tomorrow. I just and you know if it's super you know if it's super good to have a rally and I and I think that you know it, I don't know if it will be like a you know like a, that day in November when you know when uh, Pfizer came out with the vaccine one of those crazy days or not but. We'll see. All we can do is wait and see. But let, let's hope it you know comes in a little bit lighter than expected. And we'll oh, see it's what scary. Happens. I'm actually nervous. I'm never nervous, but I was nervous on the last CPI, and I'm very nervous on this CPI, too. I will be leaving you about three, four minutes before sure. 26 to go prepare for whatever fireworks we're going to see, and it is going to be wild. But there's stocks to talk about beforehand. <laughs> yeah, we're let's 20 get minutes. to We're 20 minutes for the number. Let's I, jump into a few stocks here, Money Mitch. I'll bring Let's us into it. Unity here. I do want to comment, though. I, I think it's an interesting comment there by Joel saying that it's coming, it comes in hot and they buy the dip. That's a com- conversation I have not heard anybody mention. Yeah, yet. I don't so. know if I'm on that either. I think it comes in <laughs> hot. I, I hope you're, I'd love to see that. I want to see the market stabilize. I'm a long term investor in yep. the markets. I want to stop seeing my long term portfolio, my retirement account going down. 
with all these, you know, Apple and Qs and obviously Amazon now back in there. I sold my Microsoft, but I still have a pile of stocks in that long-term portfolio that continue to go down. And, you know, and I have added to a couple, you know, we know I've added the Marvell. Um, so I have, you know, put a couple other stocks in there, but I'd love to stop seeing them go down, start to get some relief going to this market. I mean, the trading environment is great when you get the volatility, but long-term investor hat on, let's see some stabilization here. So right, I'm scared let's... though. Let's dive into some of the growth names out there. Today, Unity getting a, a information here coming out. They announced a merger agreement with Iron Source, an all-stock transaction valuing Iron Source at approximately $4.4 billion, representing a 74% premium. They also authorized a share buyback program of up to $2.5 billion. Um, they did reduce their full, uh, full year 22 revenue guidance from $1.35 billion to a high of $1.42 billion to now $1.3 billion and a $1.35 billion on the upside. Um, so reducing revenue guidance, authorizing a share buyback program, and going for a merger in one day. That's a lot. That's a lot of news. <laughs> the merger would have knocked them down. The reduced guidance is always going to knock you down, and the buyback isn't going to you know, stem the tide. So Unity down, deservingly so here. Lots of support down in the 30 area. That's a long ways away yeah, here, Mr. Alcona. Maybe you can here. find us a level earlier. Yeah, I, let's see what we can do here. Um, let's, just, uh, let's just throw 36 out there for fun. Um, sure. I see. I see. You went to thirty-five, just yeah. above thirty-five. That looked like a little bit of a a knee-jerk reaction. But if I go to the dailies here, and you know, I got to see a couple lows in the same area, and I do right around thirty-six. So that's eighty-seven cents away. So I'd call you know, if you if you can't get this in the the thirty-five to thirty-six zone early on. And I think you get a little bit of a rebound. I mean, you miss if you feel like you missed a move from 30 to 48, right? That's an 18-point move. Nine, you're well below the, you know, the 50% retracement here, which would have been 38, 39. So let's see how 35 to 36 area. After that, it looks a little bit tight down. You're not, I don't think you're gonna see 3282. That was your June 17th low. Okay, let's Move, uh, moving on. Yeah, let's take a look. I have source. I mean, why did this company? Yeah, we can take a look. That's I mean, look at this thing. Thirteen bucks, and now it's getting taken over at two or four. This is the problem, Joel. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't realize that too. They sit around and you wait out. And I'm not saying they were waiting for takeovers in this, but you know, like people who have been waiting for a takeover in Peloton, you could eventually get that. But maybe it's going to be the stocks <laughs> at two dollars, and they take it out at three. So this is this is the issue, um, and obviously, you know, everybody, you know, who bought this thing in the last, well, who bought this thing pretty much ever, yeah. is losing money, except for the people who bought it in the last, you know, month, so or, or a couple of months, I guess. So it's a windfall if you bought in the last couple of days. Congratulations! But a lot of bag holders in this that probably are not applauding realizing all of their losses exactly all right let's uh let's, let's move on earnings let's maybe, move right? on let's go towards the earnings let's go to fastenal here coming in with their earnings uh and q2 eps at 50 cents in line and sales actually missing here at a dollar and 78 billion missing the one dollar and 79 billion estimate there missing by a slight little bit there um we also got news from mortgage applications right uh mortgage applications to purchase a home fell four percent for the week and were 18 percent lower the same week one year ago and this is according to mortgage bankers association seasonality adjusted index Housing continues to be a mess. We know that. Fastenal, obviously, the nuts and bolts, the literal nuts and bolts that go in everything into housing and into cars and into everything else. Fastenal, great name, great company. Um, will it eventually rebound at a certain point in time from a certain price? Sure, but now you're breaking down to new lows, which is always scary. I think the next major support is 44 to 45. I mean, but this is a housing play. And some of the housing stocks have bounced. That's the good news. But they've really, you know, if you look at where they've come from, you know, you can say they've bounced. But I mean, KB Homes, $55. Now it's 30 it, It's just been hit. And this is, you know, a direct result of Fed policy, which had to happen, trying to bring inflation in. So fastenal direct hit by aggressive Fed policy. 
and this is showing up here now. And is it going to turn, you know, after a few months? I don't want to be early on this one. You know how I'm always early on trades? I don't want to be early on this one. At the same time, I can see great support down there, 44, 45. Yeah, I mean, as much as, you know, that little rosy scenario I gave you with the commodity prices coming down, this is like, this is a gut punch. You know, this is this is not, you know, this is not what you want to see from, yeah. from, yeah, from the nuts and bolts of the economy. Making a new low of the move. But almost there. expected, Joel. I mean, yeah. you kind of think about is Fastenal going to kill it in this economy? So I, I would say that's the only good news is, you know, you see the knee-jerk reaction. How about what's going on at Fastenal? But think about it. It, it. it was probably obvious that this wasn't going to be a great quarter for them. So so maybe the dip does get bought for that reason. But again, the only thing that's going to matter is CPI. So, I mean, I think the dip gets bought if CPI number comes in. If it comes in hot, nothing's getting bought today. Mm-hmm. Let's apply your um, your micron theory to this one. Yeah, good one for yeah. sure. And and see if it can rally on on uh, off on of bad that. news. It, yeah, well, it's an inline report, but I just think you got some nervous Nellies out there. So we, not a good sign for Fastenal. But gave you a nice setup ahead, man. Someone was really wanted out ahead of the report. Fifty one bucks. That's that's in the rearview mirror now. But uh, let's see. Uh, Long way from yesterday's low as well. I think. I think Dennis, we may be seeing if a hot CPI number. I think over the next couple of days, you may be seeing that 44, 45 area. I was still leaning to the number potentially being light, but with all these, you know, leaked expectations and yeah. stuff, it's got me spooked. So I've come off that, and I'm just like neutral. I'm not going that. I'm <laughs> betting on it being hot because my my I was feeling the other way before, but it's brought me to the point where I don't want to bet ahead of it. You know, let's see what happens at 8.30. Somebody's saying, what's your plan at 8.30? Well, let's see what the number is. And if the number's, you know, nines, I'm probably going to you know, be selling stocks. If the number's obviously light, I'm going to be trying to buy stocks as quickly as possible, along with all the algos in the world. So um, we'll see what happens. There could be, if it comes in wishy-washy, you know, we've talked about that too. comes in line, you almost got to sit back and then just play the yeah, head. Line, everyone will be, uh, but I'll tell you what I, and, and the other thing, the other thing on my, uh, you know, concern list is these banks. I mean, come on, you know, rising interest rate environment. Don't get a bid. Yeah. They cannot catch it. Cannot bid. catch a bid. Look at that. Recession. Bid. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the European <laughs> banks too are not helping them. We've had this conversation pretty much every day. How's DB still around? Still don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're not around, there's going to be a major problem. <laughs> banks are in bed with everyone. You know, it's contagion. We saw that back in 2008. You start losing one big bank, and all of a sudden, all the other banks are in trouble yeah. too. Kind of like what's happening in the crypto world. You know, <laughs> uh, sa- same type of thing. I mean, it's a contagion there. You know, you get one, they'll run on, run in banks, and running on the crypto, and Voyager goes down, then another one, and I mean, it's just been kind of a mess. Careful, so. Dennis. Careful. We don't want to be oh, yeah, about. we're not supposed to say anything bad about Bitcoin. I didn't say even mention Bitcoin. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I'll tell you one thing. They've been paying up to fly. Did you see Delta's Airlines earnings here? Let's transition over. Uh, it looks like they posted a quarterly profit thanks to, you know, travelers willing to pay up more sure. to fly, uh, passing down the costs. But the EPS here missing at 144, missing the making money dollar again. and 64 estimate. Sales were at 13.82 billion, beating the 13.4 billion estimate. Uh, they did note that capacity was down 15 to 17% from 2019 levels. I mean, it's good news that they're making money again. That's the good news. The bad news, obviously, is that I think going forward, demand destruction is going to happen in this industry as well. But with that being said, Delta, nice day ahead of the earnings, the pullback. Maybe we can pull the micron here, uh, Joel. Yeah, yeah, I really, I'd love to see this at 28, or or if you're taking a poke here, um, that's your level. That was uh, two months in a row, you bought them at 28. Uh, good day yesterday, still two bucks away. I I heard the CEO on, I, I don't know if I heard him correctly, because I don't listen that close to CNBC, but he said he had, they hired 18,000 people or something. Since the pan, you know, as of late, that seems like a lot of people, but they're trying to get pilots, they're trying to get, um, you know, they're trying to get people, you know, to work. 
Uh, but just technically speaking, to see what happens. If, you know, if you're taking a poke here, uh, the real support is at 28, 28.10, I believe, low of the move. And if you're looking for, hmm, uh, you're not even at yesterday's low, Dennis. You got to, well, in the pre-market, you, you pierced it. But I think the dip could get bought here. Keep an eye on 29.22. If you don't get 29.22, that's split in the lows in the last couple sessions. Sure. Oh, wow. 29.18, too. Let's see what happens in the lower 29 handle. I think the deal could, I think that, I think Delta could get bought again, though. We got to take it right back to the CPI. 11 minutes, yeah, we're going to yeah. have so much more information. It's hard to make yeah. bets. <laughs> 11 minutes ahead of the biggest number of the year. So yeah. I'd, I'd know, even go bigger than the year. I'd say bigger in I, years. I, well, you know, years. It, you remember when the unemployment numbers yes. were coming out during COVID and they're like, eh, you know, just ripping higher. Yeah, this and, is more important than that. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. This is the most important number you're right we've seen in years. We need to see the Fed's plan start working. I'm so scared that it's going to be hot. Hot or not? That's the question. That's the only question that matters. And all it applies to is all these stocks we're talking about. It's the same thing. we got to bring it back to it. It's the only thing that matters today. Yep. CPI report reaction coming up soon in about 10 minutes. So just keeping that in mind for Dennis. So he goes wide. Um, Very wide. Yeah. Definitely. Let's continue going to the Twitter saga as Twitter suing Elon Musk to enforce original merger agreement. Twitter said Musk, after entering a binding merger agreement, now refuses to honor his obligation to Twitter and its stockholders because the deal he signed no longer serves his personal interests. The lawsuit filed on Tuesday marks the beginning of what could be a long legal battle for... uh, to hold Musk to his deal to pay fifty four twenty per share for the company. Everything is a game to Musk. I mean, he's you know some some of him he he said this before. Part of him believes that he's his whole life is just a simulation. You know that all of our lives are a simulation. And if you're you really Matrix, believe that, Dennis? you're just playing in a video game and you're going to have some fun. So everything is fun to him. Like this is fun to him too. That you know he's gonna they're gonna take him to court and they're gonna sue him. You know he can see his tweets. He's having fun with this. This is just another day at the park. So it's crazy. Like somebody gets sued, you know, thinking, "Well, this isn't good," you know. But that is that gonna hold up in court? I mean, I, I think Twitter has a case. I think they have a case. He signed a deal to buy this thing at fifty four twenty. Just because you change your mind. Doesn't or because you know these bots, you know, he had his due diligence too. So I think there's a case here. I think the saga is going to go on for a very, very long time. I think the risk garbs are pricing it in here around this $35 and say, hey, you know, if Twitter eventually wins, there's almost 20 points upside here. But if they lose, it's probably $20 stock. So I mean, it sits here 35 to 40, maybe for the foreseeable future as we get more information. It can move, but, you know, maybe there's going to be a settlement. Maybe something else is going to happen. Maybe it's going to buy it at a lower price. But at the same time, it was obvious they were going to sue. And I think they got a case. Yeah, getting a little pop. Could someone please explain to me why? Okay, so I I have uh, Twitter on my phone, right? I look at it occasionally. I I don't follow Elon Musk, okay? But... And I really well, you don't. have to follow Elon Musk. He's the funnest guy to follow, Joel. You well, don't need to. That's what Joel's elating well, to, yeah, I think. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, because – and then it says based on your likes. But I don't like anything <laughs> on Twitter. So it. So I get his tweets. The bots are giving you – yeah, yeah, the bots are really – you know, that the, and I'm like, come on. Give me a break, you know? That's, and then like DraftKings. I've never even been on the DraftKings or Penn or Barstool. like sports, place. though. But how do they search at sports? They advertise draft because uh, I go to Bleacher Report. Yeah, oh, anything you go it. to sports, oh, then they, they they're obviously cooking you and they're looking at oh. you and they, they say you're cookies. a sports fan. We're going to advertise DraftKings to you. Oh. But, uh, but I'm not, not on my tweet deck. I don't get that crap. I don't get that. I don't well, get all that stuff. It's on my phone. It just drives me. Cr- I can't even look for, you know, you know, Dennis's tweets that you know where people are picking on him and stuff. I, I, <laughs> I, I just look at. I, that's what I want to see. On me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I get picked on all the time. And I'm like, they're yeah, picking on me again. I think you like it, Dennis. Don't worry. I Part think of you me like does. It. I can't help it. <laughs> Kramer loves it. I mean, he you know gets on an antagonist. Supposedly, everyone. he called the bottom today. So just be careful. Oh, he guys. called the bottom. Oh, yeah, gosh. I saw that in the chat. That scared me <laughs> in the overall market. Hot number income. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, it's 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 a lot of it's a very gutsy call to make any call here. Yeah, six here. minutes before the big playing the hero for years. sure. I'm so I'm getting like the butterflies and the nervous. I never get that, you know. I traded for 23 years. I don't know. Just do, just do it. I'm like right now. I'm like I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It's because you follow me, says some uh, thinking about it. But I, I don't even follow Elon either. I agree with Joel. You don't even yeah. have to. It just shows up anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't get away from him. <laughs> just just what if Twitter up. blocks him? Like, what if Twitter closes his account? That would be that oh. would be the move. The, that would not? be the move. He'd be mad. That'd make yeah, him mad. Yeah, if they just blocked it... him or deleted him. Delete. Oh. Yeah, well, they delete Trump. You know, here's a guy you're oh. suing, and you're going to let him yeah, yeah. talk trash about you on on the actual platform platform. i think that they should i can't honestly if i was a twitter board i was like enough talking trash about us on our platform we're suing you and you're done tweeting i don't know i would do it but i guess they like that it it almost seems like he wants to lose money you know just like how's how's dvac been doing how's dvac and and the chat is right and the chat's all over we have a smart chat if twitter Blocked must DWAX flying mm-hmm, for sure on that. I agree. So there's trades the here. Chat, that so. could happen. You know, we're anticipating that could Dang. happen. DWAC would fly off that because he would jump over on the Trump platform for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we got to stay ahead. And um, I will go ahead and just give Dennis the warning again. Five oh, minutes. Gosh. Five minutes. Almost deep there. Breathe in deep, deep breaths. Hey, Dennis. In through um, the nose, out the mouth. Okay. Uh, bet I. I go through, I go Bank America, I go JPM. I mean, mm-hmm. those could know. all move like opposite sometimes. Too, I know. These numbers, I know. I think everything's going to move together. Hot. <laughs> not- they're buying. They're buying. They're getting in there. They're buying at the highs of the pre market. And you know what? Get the countdown going in the corner. Right? I yeah. should. I should have 240 a seconds. Here. 230 seconds. Let's go. But Let's you know, go. I better go wide early just in case my words just just to let you know, Dennis, we're we're about uh, we're about thirty handles from yesterday's high. So if you think that there's Ooh. like you know, and we're about thirty handles from yesterday's low. So there's oh gosh, there's hey, nothing in there. Hey, there's some more saga news out there. It's not the Twitter saga, but it's the Spirit Airlines saga delaying again. I want to hear about Spirit oh, Airlines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These same Take stories the don't side. go away. We're gonna hear about Twitter and Musk for the next two years. At We're hearing about Save every other day with JetBlue, the trifecta, the love triangle. Save JetBlue and Frontier. Oh, oh gosh. It's going to bring – it might rival the Josie Banks um, men's warehouse. Yeah, I remember that. They oh, were going to – one's going to buy one and the, the other one's going to buy other. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? In Twitter, they could do the love triangle with DWAC too. So, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities here. Yeah. But, uh, okay, 827, Dennis, any uh, – They got me he... scared. They're like, Toronto Dave said, let's hope Rogers doesn't drop in the next three minutes. I'm canceling them oh, all. Oh, yeah, yeah. I canceled them all. Getting Dennis, out ahead of the Rogers. Dennis, drop. give me – if it's if it's a hot – just give me – give me. I mean, I yeah, got what's... the banks and I got the growth and the value. And, of course, I'm going to – What's a number that scares you? Yeah, or, no, no, what? I, I don't, look, I, I don't look at the number. But Dennis, what, what, what other stock? What's your first? If it's a good, well, I got one. I got thirty this. seconds to talk. Go, go, go. I'm leaving. I'll talk to you about this after. I'm going to hide in the background and probably. I'm not Power. getting picked off. I tell you that much. I have no orders out there right now. Don't get picked off, folks. You yeah, and like if you're going to use, if bit. you're going to use stops to uh, try and catch this, go with stop limits. Because uh um, no stop orders in the pre-market. Uh well there are in futures, Dennis. No, yeah, in futures. Yeah, Sorry. got you there. Pre-market. Don't do all that futures. That's that's yeah. that goal. Use like. stop limits. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna change the interval. Let's We're go. Let's go. Let's, let's one minute. Excited. Oh, you guys know I never go to the one minute chart the, here. The re- report's coming, it's coming, guys. About Did you see the little rally when we started when we started the show here? And we were like, oh, there's sure. I'm like, well, we better quit talking about the SPs going up here. All right. There's always someone that jumps the gun at like someone gets the information. I, I got 82837, yeah. but in, in in my opinion, uh someone gets the number at 82950. I really do, because it I, I just 
it's so like the spoozer, you know, the people with that, you know, the the pipes, you know, going right into Jerome Powell's office or, you know, or the CPI <laughs> office or whatever. Um, well, you know what also we should probably look at here um, if we do go into a retreat, uh, since I have nothing in there until yesterday's low. Um, just let me check mid-range on the session. Oh, I'm watching. I'm watching to see uh, where it hits the tape here. No, I'm not going to do mid-range on the session. About... Okay. The bulls and the bears. Pre-market high, 43.75. seconds. Here we go. The dun, world. dun, dun. Okay. Everybody's Let's... in limbo waiting for CPI. The algos. The algos have the number right now. Good number. It's soft. Oh, my gosh. Look at that rally. Look at that. We'll see. We'll see. I think, unless someone just jammed it. Someone it's jammed like it ahead of it. it. Now, <laughs> like it, it's it went up to 73. To no, here. it's a bad number. Someone jumped the gun. There Look it at is that. here. It's bad. All right. I'm oh, pulling it's it up really here bad. now. It's like nine. It's 10%. I'm, all right. Oh, someone let got me, Let me share my screen that. here. It's bad. It's really bad. Holy mackerel. All Why right. did someone take this up to 3873? Holy mackerel. It's a route. What do you got? For Increase 1.3% in June. Um, so the expectations again for June were it was at a 1.1. We came in hot at 1.3. That's month over month. I, I will get this up, but I'm literally pulling it from the economical release here because some of the other ones are a little bit slower there. Now I okay. got the year over year 9.1. 9.1. That's hot, guys. That's hot. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Definitely the core coming in hot there, too. Uh, month over month, just slightly. And then also uh, year over year, 9.1 versus Ooh. the 8.8. Um, so there you guys have it. Looks like it just did that swing. Looks like the algos got faked out a little bit there. Oh, Doug. my gosh. You know what? <laughs> you know, sometimes I try and put, you know, some orders in to, you know, try and catch the move. I would have gotten absolutely smoked on that because if you would have if uh, if you would have um, tried to buy it on a buy stop, you're getting absolutely killed. Holy mackerel! What what a dump here! Uh, we are through yesterday's low thirty eight oh four seventy five. Wow! What a head fake core man. core number coming in here at point six. It was a point. Uh, five eight. Remember, it was 0.6 previously. They were expecting it to come down there. The focus was on the core CPI number. Could we get that to continue showing us at least a little bit let up? And no, we did not get it. No, not at all. Let's see here. So, what do we have? We have nothing in here under uh, 3804.75. So, there's going to be no chance of a rally until we get back, if we can get back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. 
Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Back in the 3800 handle, 3804.75. Yesterday low is now going to be... Uh, now it's going to be resistance. So I just imagine uh, we'll switch over to the stocks here, and I imagine everything is getting killed. All huh? right, pulling from the actual release oh, here, okay. the economical release. If you guys want to read the economical release and get around the news kind of reporting, I will give you guys that link right now in the chat. This is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, so you get their actual release versus reading in the news on what they're trying to have you look at. Uh, the increase was broad-based, with the index for gasoline, shelter, and food being the largest contributors. Of course, we expect that. The energy index rose 7.5% over the month and contributed nearly half of all oh, items boy. increase, with gasoline index rising 11.2% and other major components index also rising. The food index rose 1% in June as it did, as it did the food at home index. Um, so there you guys see it still food and energy continuing to drive us uh, in this kind of 9.1 increase for the 12 month ending in juice in June. This is the largest 12 month increase uh, since the period ending in November 1981. So uh, there you guys see it. Um, I can show you guys a little bit more here. I've been wanting to kind of show a little bit more here instead of just talking and pulling up numbers here. Right. I mean, you guys oh, really, the only thing you really need to, <laughs> the only thing that really matters is. The so you market. see the, yeah, you see I that mean, nine point one here on the top, right? Yeah, it's hot. Um, food at that ten point four. Um, you can see it here and how it's been seasonally adjusting here. I think this is important to kind of watch, right? What is showing signs of coming down? What isn't? And so I think it's something that you guys can all take a look at. I included, I included that. That's that link that you guys see there. So take a deeper dive into this, and we'll see what happens. How's the markets now, Joel? Man, got, oh, what a reversal. We've had a 112-point range here in four minutes. Now, I don't know what, what Algo did what to take this up to 38.73, but they just wiped out the book, and then – they digested the information. I don't know how much volume traded up on that. Uh, but um, as I said, you know, uh, wide market here. Uh, what you had, and I even have this on my sheet. And we'll see if it comes into play. Is right here. And I had this line on here yesterday. And boy, it sure feels like we're going to get down there now. Look at this. Um, you had three lows right here. I mean, we might even be down here before the end of the show. Uh, three daily lows at uh, right in the same area, 37.41 and a quarter to 37.44. So there's three daily lows, June 30th, a little bit before the 4th of July rally, June 30th, July 1st, and July 5th. So that's uh, that's 20, 23 handles away. That's what you got to keep an eye on. And then I gave you yesterday's low is uh, resistance. Uh, I looked at Bank of America, and, well, it's down $0.19 cents net here, uh, it could, but it was much higher. Let's get the uh, actual uh, – let's get the stocks in here, 24-hour market. So, I mean, the net doesn't look that bad. It does look bad if you, you, know, if you bought it on that spike up to $31.65. Let's get the uh, let's get the other thing here, and then uh, we'll take a look. So what I would do is if if you're thinking of buying the dip today, uh, which hasn't materialized, uh, look what corresponds to those three days that I mentioned. And uh, Apple that did have uh, that didn't that didn't quite have the same pattern there, right? I said the beginning of July. Nope, Apple Apple chart is not as clean. Uh, they still got a long ways to go to get there. Uh, Microsoft, really bad day yesterday. Uh, Microsoft, that got to that area yesterday. It's trading down another five bucks. So horrible relative performance here. I guess no one cares about the Google split anymore. Uh, that hasn't traded much. It's down 60 bucks. So I believe the split's coming tomorrow. Um, Amazon, let's see how splits far away it is. Not tomorrow, just to kind of. Oh, it's the fifteenth. Okay, um, Amazon. I don't know. I mean, the low of the move is way down there at a hundred, but that area I'm talking about uh, uh, back at the end of June, end of July. 
those lows. Next one that comes in, 105.85 there for for Amazon. And here, let me get rid of the one-minute chart because we're going to go back to the 15-minute chart here. Um, I got to imagine that uh, Kathy's stocks are getting pummeled here and ARC down to buck 66. So we all know where the support is in ARC. That's down at that, that $40 area, another 266 from where we're currently trading. Uh, Warren, Warren's, ah, Warren's doing okay. Uh, Warren's doing a little bit better than the market. When you want to be right, but at the same time, you want to be wrong, Joel. I think this is definitely one of those reports where uh, I was right, but at the same time, I did not want it's to be right. Because, it's the timing. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it, it's, it hits I my mean, pocket too. I mean, but no. I think, I think this, this confirms, right? The, the, at least the thinking that it's probably taken a little bit earlier in the month, maybe the first two weeks. And that's why we didn't see the downtake. I think next month will give us maybe the confirmation of that. What do you think, Joel? I I think that what you you were you were spot on with that, and you said that uh, you know if the data is taken um early in the month, right? Then you saw where those commodity prices were. So if it's taken right now, I mean, I would love I love to see it what it is right now, but you it, know, it's hugely difference, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. The difference now is is massive, in in compared to July. Uh, if you look at, let's say, like right now, we're in July thirteenth, right? Where are those prices at right now compared to a month ago? Huge yeah. difference there, right? And so, at least in my eyes, this points to a. At least next CPI, I will be on the opposite side. I won't mm-hmm. be on the hot side. I'll be on the low side. And I think it's going to come in extremely low. But we'll we'll kind of get yeah, there. But what, get there. Yeah, how much how much damage can uh, uh, you know be done? You know, between now in the meantime, and the, exactly in, and, the, and, in I, the next month. And this is something definitely to watch. Probably what Dennis is watching right now. Uh, he's definitely trading, and he'll be back when he can join us. Um, in a few minutes, we should be joined here by Michael Houston, Chief Market Analyst at CMC Markets. Um, but, Joel, we can go ahead and take a look. Maybe how did the banks react? Did, did you take yeah, I just I looked at that, and they've already been in the gutter, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So on a, on, a, on, a, on a just you know relative basis, this is holding up okay, down 20 cents. Uh, the low from yesterday is uh, 3098. So that what I was looking to see in this one is if the buyers at 30 and a half, we're going to step up to 31 and, or you know, the other $31 area. And look, we'll, we'll be finding out shortly here. So 3098, but you know, this, this didn't perform, you know, either. Right. I mean, I'm really not much didn't participate hardly in the rally. Uh, so let's look at that. Let's see how JP Morgan uh, is performing here. That's down 12 cents. The other thing you got to think about these companies is they have they have earnings coming out this week. Uh, so that's important. JP Morgan, not yet. Parallels right there. 112.22, 112.26. So uh, maybe you don't have to stick your nose out there the first time. But if you get a lower open. Boom, and then you come back down up through that area. So the banks are doing okay. Um, okay, maybe all right, uh, Mitch. Maybe I sent. Um, hold on for one second, Mitch. No worries. You can you can you can work on that. I'll go ahead and I can take even the charts and uh, kind of you can go in the background here. I can work on that. You work on our guests here. I'm going to continue to watch kind of the data there. I was looking through it to see if there's anything that stood out to me. And you can see here, look how this fuel one keeps kind of moving up. The seasonally adjusted from the preceding month was at 4.1. In June, this jumped to 11.2. So this is what's really kind of driving it is the energy one, at least from what I see. You know, food is up, but it's not like a massive difference from June and May. So at least in my eyes, where we saw the increase was from that gasoline pricing going skyrocketing up so keep that one on your radar we'll continue to watch what happens here and i think uh we got a good question in the chat i did see uh aaron brian ask about what sectors should we be watching that might be less sensitive to the cpi data um so let's take a i think we could take a quick look at just like what has been working there right and so i'll show you guys my chart here you back joe 
Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. We'll have Michael in a second here. Um, Perfect. What do you, what, I, what sectors I, do you feel will be less sensitive to the CPI data? Oh man, that's tough. It's tough. It's a tough. I mean, tough right question. now, uh, I mean, right now, it's you know, it's going to be it's going to be a you know a risk off day, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm looking at uh, Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> you know, who wants to buy that? That's up 13 cents. So hmm. you know, maybe you know, you're more you know, you're more. What about stuff. what about that? What about Moderna? Remember, we were talking about yesterday. There was a setup there. How do you feel? How do you feel? At least what is it doing now? And what do you feel about this chart? I 170. You guys, I talked about this at length yesterday. Yep. Let's bring on Michael. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Let's bring on our guest today. We got Michael Houston, chief market analyst at CMC Markets. Welcome, Michael. Good afternoon. Or should I say good morning, guys? Well, that was a hot number, wasn't it? Oh yeah, goes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can remember last time we had John. Uh, you you were warning us of this and yeah. uh, what you were seeing over there, and you know you've had a, a little uh, political turmoil going on there too. But just just uh, a bit, yeah. Just uh, let's just comment on the number here, and uh, you know we we were trying to be optimistic, but you know when it when it you look at if they took these uh, commodity prices in early June, then hey, you're not surprised at this. It's something that uh, that we talked about. So, you think that uh, people are gonna you know bite the bullet here and try and buy the dip, or we're just gonna be under pressure for the next month until the until we get the next round of data? Well, this is the thing. I think one of the things that struck me about this particular data point, Joel, is the fact that it's gone in completely the opposite direction to PPI. And CPE, because all of, on all the, all on all of those measures, easy for me to say, the data has been in decline, and the core measure fell from six percent to five point nine. Unfortunately, people need to eat, they need to drink, and they need to drive their cars, and that has basically been the biggest. That's what's caused this jump to nine point one percent. And I think the big concern going forward is whether or not we're going to go any higher now. You look at commodity prices over the course of the past few weeks and months, they actually have been coming down. So silver lining, I'm hoping we're close to the peak, but obviously you can't rule out companies starting to pass on price increases. And that is why we've seen, I think, this big jump in CPI this month. I think companies have bitten the bullet. They can't hold off price increases anymore. And that is what you're seeing played out in the headline CPI. And what about, you know, just coming on top of Q2 earnings season here now? I mean, is uh, it, do you think there's, um, is there anything you think it, uh, from the earnings season that, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, just, this is just going to dominate, you know, the headlines and just set think, our fate here for the next month? I think the market's in denial about this earnings season. I don't think that, um, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. And I think as a consequence of that, I think we could well see further weakness in equity markets more broadly. I think starting tomorrow with JP Morgan, they made provision at their last set of numbers um, for higher inflation. I think they're going to have to do that again with this month's numbers, simply on the basis of the fact that at the end of Q3, sorry, at the end of the last quarter, which I think was their Q1, um, inflation was around 3, 3% lower. So you've got to price that in you could find that there's an awful lot more consumers that are going to be struggling with their finances. Anywhere to hide. Anywhere to hide in this market. Well, not at the moment. I mean, defensives, utilities over here have taken a bit of an, a bit of an uptick. So you're really looking for income stocks. Um, you're looking at um, defensives. So yesterday we saw a big rally in utility providers. So companies like National Grid, for example, which supports the infrastructure, the power infrastructure, not only here in the UK, but also in the US, they've seen a bit of an uptick in their shares. Localized power providers over here um, have seen a bit of an uptick. Now that the government has decided that it's not going to impose a windfall tax on them. And we've also seen some fairly decent gains in the like of AstraZeneca and Glaxo. Though I have to have concerns about Glaxo because they're spinning off their healthcare division. Um, I think next week, 
Halion, or the healthcare division, the consumer foods division. And it'll be interesting to see whether they get 50 billion pounds for that, which is what Unilever bid for it at the beginning of this year. I think they'll regret not taking, accepting that bid now. How about, uh, uh, well, let's go to uh, the energy sector next here. Uh, boy, oh boy, uh, under pressure here. This certainly it doesn't bode well for oil here. Do you have any any projections on uh, the oil patch? Well, you look at Brent crude and you look at WTI and it's at the bottom end of the range that it's been at for the last six months. So for me, I think while it's holding above its 200-day moving average, if you look at a continuation chart on WTI, you look at the lows. I mean, maybe you can, you know, maybe you can pull up a chart of that sure. and, sh and show your viewers. Um, you've got a fairly decent area of support all the way through from the bottom around about March all the way to the lows earlier this month. And you've got the 200-day moving average as well. So I think there are concerns about demand destruction, but you've also got on the flip side of that supply. If we break below these lows here, around about the 200-day moving average, then I certainly think there's potential to go lower. But it's going to be a very, very tough call to do that when you've got all of these um, supply constraints going forward. So we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm still by the dip on oil. Okay. How, Go ahead, how does the Fed react here, Michael? I think it's a big ask for them to change guidance from 75 basis points to go for 100. But I can guarantee you people will be suggesting that we go for 100 in July. I think that would be a mistake. I think 75 is nailed on now. And really now it's a question of whether or not we get 75 basis points in September. And I think an awful lot of that will depend on the data that we get subsequently. I think let's look at tomorrow's PPI. I think that could give us a good indication as to whether or not we are starting to see a fade off in some of the more forward-looking indicators, because I think PPI is a good guide to what's coming down the pipe um, and also potentially, um, you know, the PCE numbers uh, later uh, next month, the, the latest PCE numbers, because again, they have been showing signs of softening. I can't help thinking that these two CPI numbers could well start to tail off as we head into Q3. Okay. Time, will, time will tell. And how about those European banks? I mean, they just recession all over it. Um, Deutsche Bank hanging out uh, near its low, the move. Any comments yeah. on the European banks? I wouldn't touch them with a barge pole, Joel, really. Um, I mean, if, if Russia cuts off the gas, Germany is in a whole world of pain this winter. And I can't see any solution to that particular problem for them. In fact, I think they're already talking about gas rationing in Germany. We've had landlords in Germany um, turning down the heating in their apartments or turning down the electricity, the power in their apartments simply on the basis of the fact that they're concerned about supply and we're not even in winter yet. You know, so, you know, I, I, feel, I find it very difficult to be optimistic about the euro area at this point in time. They're paying the price of Angela Merkel's chancellorship and cozying up to Putin. And it's not as if they weren't warned. They were warned in 2012 when they decommissioned nuclear power that this would be a consequence of that. They chose to ignore it, and I don't have an awful lot of sympathy for them. Okay, all right. Is there uh, uh, anything that, um, you know, anything that you would look at, let's say, between now and the next uh, and the, the next report, I mean, you you know, you talked about the energy stocks. I mean, mm. if people can afford to pay their bills, um, the gold and silver in the tank. I never asked you about uh, cryptocurrencies. And, and I don't like cryptos, Joel. I do okay. not like them at all. Um, it's not something that I would look at. I mean, obviously, that twenty thousand level. Um, we've sort of we've we've traded around it. I mean, in in. In an environment such as the one that we have now, I think the last thing you want to be is in Bitcoin. You know, the volatility alone will kill you um, if you don't have deep pockets. And unless you can afford to actually sit on it for, say, for example, the next five or 10 years in the hope that it will go back up, I would steer well clear of it. I certainly discourage our clients from trading it simply because um, they just blow their accounts up. You know, the volatility is too great on it. Michael, of course, uh, it's been on view from traders is the dollar, right? And the euro. Mm. What do you think uh, 
this situation expands to? Do you see it keep going up, the dollar? I do, yes. Um, at the end of April, I published a piece on our website called um, Euro Parity, anyone? Question mark. And that was when it was around about 105. I think we can go to 95 um, by the end of the year. Uh, and that's purely on the basis of the fact that unless we get a turnaround in the situation in Ukraine and Russia, that, you know, the line of least resistance is for the euro to go lower. And I'll tell you why. People are talking about the ECB raising rates by 25 basis points next week and then going potentially 25, 50 at every subsequent meeting. Really, in the absence of any fragmentation tool and power costs that are continuing to go ever higher, is it really credible for the ECB to hiking rates into what is likely to be a recession? I think it's highly unlikely unless they deal with the fragmentation problem in the euro area. And I really wouldn't want to be in Christine Lagarde's shoes right now because ultimately they're in a no-win situation. And I can see much more pain for the euro um, if we get to move below parity, which I think is inevitable. Well, thank you, like always, for joining us today. Michael Houston, Chief Market Analyst at CMC Markets. We'll guys. definitely have you back on, Michael. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. You too. All right, let's keep it going here. Looks like uh, Dennis is still uh, kind of working oh, on yeah, uh, and I can't I, blame him. There's yeah, a lot of movement I, going on. Well, I can I come uh, in for a minute. I mean, what are you going to do? The whispers were all right. You know, we started selling off. Uh, did we sold you, off did you see a number points. in those whispers? I wonder if, there, if there were the fake report that was out there was right. Same, That's seems what I'm to be, Mitch. Yeah. That's... I mean, it, it spooked me to go neutral, which is good because I was leaning bullish. So that's the one good thing. Um, we're getting hit. I, I, I'm still hoping a little bit of the Joel Alconin scenario. Go back to those numbers because I was listening to you guys while I was trading the background, but I couldn't process because I'm trading so many things. Okay. Back to the numbers you were showing at 830, though. You were breaking it down. You, you ran into it, and you said something very important, that a lot of it was due to the gas prices. Yes, that's A lot here. of this. Break, break down here. into that. And obviously, we're not economists here. Um, yeah. But, you know, where a lot of the inflation happened was, again, with gas. Yeah. And we know gas prices are coming down here now. So if we're looking for the Alcon and silver lining, it's that maybe, you know, the inflation and some other things starting to slow down to a certain extent. And we know gas has already come down, but it lags the data. So every, that's every the that's the scenario where this dip would get bought is if they really read into that. Um, you know, you've got two numbers, Joel, you know that, 372, 373 on SPY. So yeah. you're bouncing off of that area where you think you should bounce off that area. So, you know, can can we buy this dip? Uh, part of me thinks it might get bought, but, you know, I'm not selling it because, one, we, we were 390. We started selling off 100 points on the Whisper. Now another 60 handles. You know, we're down 160 handles on the yeah. S&P. Is it priced in, right? Is it priced in? That's the question. I, I mean, obviously it wasn't yourself. completely priced in. Is it priced in now? Hard to say. I still think if I'm buying stocks, I'm going to go away from the direct hits. Like I'm going to probably go into tech where that can be to a certain extent more recession proof. Because, you know, to, to our last guest points as well, as well, is this number is absolutely locking in 75. You know, forget about the 50. And are we going 100? That's the question at this meeting. They might. So I have another, I think the Fed important. still has to be aggressive because they don't have the data. But reading, you know, between and really digging into it, this is a lot to do with gas and gas prices have started to come down. I mean, oil is getting hit, it seems like, here every day. Um, mm -hmm. Oil down here again, just a little bit here this morning, but we've been hit pretty hard. So that's the silver lining. <laughs> Whether yeah. we really buy this dip, you know, it's anybody's guess. I, guess. I have a question for you, Dennis. Um, we've been talking about growth trades, right? How does this affect the growth trade? Um, those ARKK is getting hit really hard here right now. I think if I was actually to come in, I think the growth tech, you know, if you get down there, 40 is great support on ARK. I mean, I think there's a bounce trade potentially here. If I was buying stocks mm -hmm. on this number, and I might be. I think I would actually be buying the growthy tech stuff because that stuff's going to hold up better in a recession, believe it or not. 
So, I mean, I'm not jumping into everything that's just burning cash, but I think there, I think I'm leaning more towards buying tech as opposed to leaning to buying cyclicals here because recession seems inevitable at this point. So, and obviously cyclicals get hit the hardest, which is what we've seen in the last two months. So I think maybe more of the pain trade still there, but more inclined to buy tech. I'm hoping that Joel Conan silver lining scenario comes to fruition here. And they say, hey, it was mostly gas, gas price coming in. Food. Maybe we come in and start buying this. Yeah. Did uh um did you go? I mean, how about that head fake, Dennis? I mean, what kind of algo? You know, remember I, uh, I Yeah, bring up the chart, Joel, because I was listening to you and I was like, Oh, it's it's a good night because you said it ten seconds before. And they, oh no, it's not. <laughs> I I mean, they they gambled wrong. The bull trap. Somebody gambled wrong big time. I know. I look, know. Look at what the move was, that head fake, Joel. And a little bit a... to do was, we, you want to know something crazy on SPY? On, at 8.30, we were three points wide on SPY. I've never seen that. Really? So if one person, I'd like to know the volume on that candle. Mm. It would just take a couple of buyers. And it would literally, you know, like, if it was it's just a couple there. of buyers would just buy, you know, if you just set a buy order at that moment in time when everybody went wide. You're buying at a really bad price, so you got to really watch buying around these 830 numbers. I mean, or sending, you know, or just you know, lifting the offer. Yeah, spy on the number I was looking at. It was like 382 to 385. I've, you know, it's a long time, but only for a moment, and then they started hammering the bids. But it was wide, and that would be equivalent to 30 points wide on the S&P on the 830 number. It shows you how the algos just get out of there. You know, they're not providing any liquidity whatsoever on this 830 number. I did too. I cancel as well. And everybody that's smart is canceling because you don't want to get picked off. And then obviously, if you had a buy order coming at that moment in time, which probably is the case, you know, just a few buys it would jack it up. And then the number came out and they just hammered bids. Um, let's see here. I um that well, and right before the night, I don't know if you were still on or not. I said, you know, we're 30 points from the pre yesterday's high, and we're 30 points from yesterday's low. And they just that it just there was nothing in there. Um, yeah. on the oh my gosh, on the 8:30 bar or the eight. Oh no, that's eight o'clock. Let me get to the 8:30 bar. because uh, there had to been um the 8:30 bar. Uh, only uh, like 40,000 uh, shares traded in the SPY. And then uh, the 831 bar uh, was closer to a half a million. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, sometimes to try and, uh, you know, play those with, uh, you know, stop limits, you know, to, to catch something like that. But, you know, yeah, you Stops would, uh, are the most dangerous thing to use when you have no liquidity. And at that 830 number, you have no liquidity. And you have less liquidity even right after. You have less liquidity right now, too. I mean, it, 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 as yeah, a market maker, you're going in there. You're not giving yourself a two-cent market or a nickel nope. market here. When the markets are moving around this volatile, you're going to widen it out. This is market maker mechanics. You know, Joel's a market maker. I've played a market maker role in the markets for 23 years. You know, when you're wide, you know, when there's when there's risk in the market, you widen the quotes or you get out altogether. And I, I got a hop. I got a hop here. Got but, uh, man, uh, I should have read this note to you guys. Uh, I have um, I have Arthur Bass coming on from Wedbush, and uh, and I'm, it's open up. Everybody, hop over there. Um, he's in charge of their fixed income, and uh, he sent me his note from yesterday. Damn the recession, full speed ahead. And he basically spelled out what was going to happen with the CPI, you know, with the CPI data. I'd like to get his thoughts now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off and, uh, and jump in there with Arthur. So everyone have a good day, uh, Triple D. I'll catch in with you later. I don't know if we're gonna take out that pre market low. Not banking on it yet, but 37.52 is looking. Pretty I'm good hoping your scenario that they actually come in and say, "Hey, this wasn't that bad." When you really dig into it, it's not good. It's not, the problem is the Fed's plan isn't working yet. We're still uh, not seeing, you know, inflation. We're still seeing nine point one. Uh, I want to point to a positive. A million here. headlines. He didn't want a nine on it. Before you get out of here, Dennis, I want to point to a positive at least that I'm seeing in the report data. Here is okay. that new vehicles and used car trucks that went down. Okay, because so, <laughs> nobody buying. Because that could be the demand destruction, right? Right now, and so at least uh, the inflation in that that area is going down. At least. 
Um, that's probably about the only one that I could see really ticking down there. Um, but definitely keep on watch, guys. Uh, all items increase there, less food and energy. And when the core CPI is still going up, that's what a lot of people were watching to see if that changed. Um, the core could have gave us signs that, okay, um, excluding what the Fed can actually affect, it's coming down. But it doesn't seem like the Fed is affecting the inflation as fast as we all expected it. All right, Dennis, go ahead. Have a, a lovely trading day. I'm sure wow. there's going to be a lot of action going on out there. Part of me wants to buy the dip. Part of me says, are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> That's the story right. of Have being fun, a everyone. Have fun with it. That's what market. I say. Don't get too – if you're trading, don't go crazy and going all in. You know, small bets because you can live through small bets. That's yeah. how I'm approaching it here. Like always. Uh, okay. Thank you for coming on, Dennis. Like always, guys, this is just for informational purposes only, not to be used as an investment advice and opinions. Don't represent those of Benzinga and hosting guests may maintain positions in the security discussed. But come on over to live trading as we try to trade this live action. I was two for two yesterday, going to try to get two for two or three for three again. Let's go. You guys know I like to knock it out the park. Let's go see what we see in this market and see if we can get a fastball right down the middle because right now looks like they're throwing the curve at us. We'll see what happens. Hit the like. I'll see you guys on over on live trading. And like always, let's keep it going right here on Benzinga. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.